Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Old Testament reading comes from Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter, verses 5 through 8. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when they shall no longer say, as the Lord lives who brought up the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country and out of all the countries where he had driven them. Then they shall dwell in their land. O Lord, have mercy on us. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, many years ago, my family and I had a wonderful time giving my grandfather a lump of coal for Christmas. Yes, that's all that he got. No shiny presents, no Christmas cards, but a dusty lump of coal in a cardboard box of all things. And that was it. He even went around searching for more presents, none to be found except a lump of coal. Now, while he took it well, and we certainly enjoyed the laugh, the idea of giving a lump of coal to someone for Christmas clearly shows that the individual was on the naughty list. It shows that they are not deserving of Christmas, that they don't qualify as a worthy recipient of Christmas. Now, with that said, have you ever thought about who Christmas is for? Yes, who is Christmas for? As you all know, our Santa Claus story teaches us that good old Saint Nick comes only for good boys and good girls, those that are found on the nice list. However, bad girls and bad boys that do not make the nice list, like my grandfather, well, they'll be left with a lump of coal from the fireplace. Or worse, they could be left with twigs and a bag of salt and garlic and onions. Therefore, Christmas, from the perspective of good old St. Nick, from Santa Claus, is for people who are on the nice list, people who are good throughout the year. Remember the well-known lyrics of that Santa Claus song that we hear sung each and every year? That song, Santa Claus is Coming to Town? It goes like this, he's making a list, he's checking it twice, going to find out who's 
naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, and he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So be good, for goodness sake. So, my friends, what list are you on today? What list are you on this evening? As you answer this question for yourself, keep in mind that God's holiness demands perfection in thought and word and deed. God does not grade on a curve. And our trying, yes, that trying, even though we may try really hard, does not count for anything unless we achieve perfection. Remember Jesus, what he says. He says this, unless our righteousness exceeds, yes, exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, we will never enter the kingdom of God. He also says these words in the Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, the fifth chapter. He says, be perfect as your heavenly father is indeed perfect. And so to be placed on God's good list, one must be able to fulfill in thought and word and deed all the good and the righteous requirements of the Ten Commandments. Therefore, let me ask you again, what list are you on this evening? Have you loved the Lord God with all of your body, all of your soul, and all of your mind, with 100% devotion, giving all that you have? Have you loved your neighbor as yourself, dying and emptying yourself for them? Well, if we're honest with ourselves, it's quite obvious that you and I are on that naughty list. Yes, we are indeed on that naughty list. Therefore, according to Santa Claus theology, Christmas is not for you and me. For Christmas is only for those on the good list. But when we consider our Old Testament reading from the prophet Jeremiah this evening, we hear something a little bit different. Actually, not a little bit, quite different. We hear about the promise. The promise of one coming who would spring forth like a new righteous branch. In other words, Jeremiah speaks of the imagery of a new branch coming and sprouting out of a dead and lifeless stump. This new branch is none other than Jesus. Yes, this new branch sprouting out is Jesus. And there's more. 600 years before the birth of Jesus, Jeremiah says that this new righteous branch, Jesus, will be called this, the Lord is our righteousness. Yes, the Lord is our righteousness. In other words, the one coming, that is Jesus, would be righteous in not only obeying the law in every way, but righteous because he would be without sin. But what does this have to do with the season of Advent and the season of Christmas, though? You see, dear friends, the name given to Jesus by Jeremiah, this name, the Lord is our righteousness. It actually embraces Jesus' entire purpose. Jesus is indeed righteous, but this righteousness is for you and it is for me. You see, he is our righteousness. To the point, though, Jesus is the one who came to be righteousness for those on the naughty list. He is the one who comes to not only supply righteousness before God the Father on our behalf, but he comes to wrap you in his righteousness. 
so that you who are on the naughty list as sinners might be saved. And so Jesus did not come. He did not come that Christmas long ago for those on the good list, but he came for those on the naughty list. He came for the ungodly. He came for the unrighteous. He came for sinners. He came to be righteousness for you and righteousness for me. God be praised for us receiving this gift that he bestows upon us because of his sheer graciousness and love. There's an old theologian named Frederick Wisloff, and he has a little book titled A Utter Lit. It's Norwegian. He says the following. He states, Had there been no sin on earth, there would have been no Christmas. Had there been no sinners, there would have been no need for a Savior. For this very reason, the Christmas gospel is a message for sinners. And only those who acknowledge their sins and understand that they are sinners can understand the true meaning of Christmas. See, this Christmas, as we jokingly ponder who will receive presents from Santa based on our status on the naughty and the nice list, we can take comfort. We can take great comfort. We can take comfort in the wonderful news. The wonderful news that God's Christmas gift of the righteous one, Jesus Christ, is for people on the naughty list. And I might add, only for those on the naughty list. This is the good and the glorious news of Advent, the good news of Christmas. So, my friends, rejoice, smile, and good cheer. Rejoice and smile. Have a lightness in your step. God does not meet your sin with a lump of coal. He does not meet it with twigs and salt and garlic and onions. He doesn't even meet your sin with his wrath, but he meets you with the righteous one, Jesus Christ, who was made to be sin on your behalf. Jesus is the hope of the world. He is the dawn of righteousness over a world living in the night of sin. He is the one who covers you in holiness, granting you forgiveness and absorbing the wrath of God for you. With Jesus, righteousness comes to earth. Righteousness comes to you. With Jesus, you have not coal, but you have righteousness. In the name of Jesus, our righteousness. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org The, the Lord, Lord bless and, and keep you. you.